Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining in to episode number 87 of Comic Talk, the podcast. My name is Jesse Rivera. Today is Monday, January the 4th. Happy New Year's. How the heck are you? Hey, I decided a little while ago that there is no New Year's resolutions this year. You get a do-over for your 2020 resolutions. So if you want to rethink them, maybe change them up a little bit, maybe get rid of something. Because uh, really, I think it's going to be like a half a year, you know, with all the COVID stuff. They're saying like by summertime. So give yourself until the summer. Cut the year in half. Cut those resolutions in half. Don't hold yourself up to such high standards. Just fucking live. Survive. Don't think that you need to like reinvent the light bulb this year okay it's hard enough just living these days so you get a a do-over on your 2020 resolutions like i said my name is jesse rivera and today is episode number 87 of comic talk the podcast and today on the podcast we have my good friend mr johnny taylor yes the devil himself hipster awkwardy hipster ocracy himself he's back on the podcast we chat uh, a little bit about everything um i don't ever have any set topics that i want to talk about and johnny is just fun to talk to in general he's always got hot takes on a lot of stuff really so it was a good time we talked about baseball we talked about covid of course talked a little bit about politics of course we snuck in some rem because you know, every time Johnny and I talk, we seem to talk about REM. So, it was a good time. It was a nice chat. And let's see what's been going on with me. I am, uh, I binge watched all of Cobra Kai. Did it all in one day. Uh, stretched it out over a couple of sittings. I watched one episode right at midnight. And then woke up the next day and jumped right back into it. And by the late afternoon, I was done. And I want more. Bring on season four. Four, I won't give you any spoilers. Hey man, have you watched fucking uh, The Mandalorian yet? Because I'm ready to drop all kinds of spoilers about that. Watch The Mandalorian, watch Cobra Kai, and uh, today I finally jumped into uh, Selena because it's something that my mom and I could watch together because we could switch it over to Spanish. I know enough Spanish to get me through Selena, so we're watching Selena right now. We got it going on in the living room, and I'm going to go back in there and finish. I think we're on, like, episode four, and I like it. I dig it. I've always been a huge AB fan. AB Quintanilla, the producer, the mastermind, the guy behind the sound, the guy behind the guy. I was always a huge fan of AB. So, without further ado, so I can go back and start watching Selena again, here is episode number 87 of Comic Talk, the podcast with my good friend, Johnny Taylor. Thanks. Have a great day. Johnny Taylor, how the hell are you, my friend, amigo? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Uh, I can't complain. I mean, you know, we're still, you know, in this weird kind of shutdown. But other than that, I mean, I'm kind of used to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was, uh, I had to go to Target today. Uh, This is the first part. Hey, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. you know all that yeah um, i got you yeah brand new brand new cycle of things um i went to to target with a friend of mine today and i was telling her you know because we did the whole uh we did the drive up thing you know where the the girl just brought the stuff out to your window and uh i wanted curbside. to curbside yeah yeah the curbside 
I wanted to tip the girl a couple of bucks, but I was like, oh, I bet you because of COVID, she can't accept a tip, you know? So uh, I think she, said, can. Yeah, she said that she couldn't. And I said, oh, look, this $5 bill just fell. I guess I'm just uh -huh. going to leave it there. And she, you know, she kind of laughed and winked. And so, but I was like, I hope the curl, I hope to never step foot in a Target again. <laughs> you just bring it out, bro. Yeah. I I'm cool with some of the stuff. How about you? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, I miss, I miss being around people. I, I mean, I guess I'm an extrovert because uh, I do miss like, sh like being out and being in like a bar and being in a, uh, you know, comedy club, obviously. But I mean, there's certain things I think uh, the, it has made a forced us to be a little bit more uh, creative with how we do shit. And in some ways it's more efficient, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm cool with, with some of the, I, and I, and I totally get the, the, the extrovert stuff, but uh, I get that now from going to Trader Joe's a couple times a week. Like that's my, that's my, uh, right. that's my, that's my social hour. You know, that's like, you know, I go to the same place, see the same handful of people, you know, yeah. Um, I'm getting it from that, you know, that's your, that's your, uh, that's your uh, social time going to Trader yeah. Joe's once a week. Yeah. I mean, there's worse things, I guess. No more samples though, right? That sucks. That, yeah, that does. Yeah. I used to love getting a little, little tiny cup of coffee and then sampling something. Oh, me that too. Was, yeah. Yeah. That was always so nice. Did you I ever was, pretend you were, did you ever pretend you were like, uh, like a really small person and like, like, this is my, no, no, just no, me, no. Huh? I never did that though. You know what, what used to get on my nerves about Trader Joe's? And they got rid of it. Uh, it used to get on my nerves when they, when like the the moms and dads would would let their little kids get a shopping cart, and so then the little kid would oh, be yeah, pushing. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, the baby shopping cart. Yeah, and then it's just like demolition derby. No ankle was safe. Yeah, yeah, and they were just putting dumb shit in there, and like the then like the parents just always thought it was the cutest thing in the world. Oh look, they're they're yeah. shopping. Yeah, I'm kind of not cute. Not yeah, cute. I'm kind of glad that's gone. I'm I'm yeah. I'm good. I'm good with that being gone. Yeah. You know what I what I wanted to ask you, and I and I'm kind of ambushing you with it. I don't I don't know if, if you're gonna be ready for it, but you're kind of always ready for everything. Um, Usually, yeah. What is what was your uh I found myself listening to Taylor Swift's album uh folklore over and over again at the end of the year. What okay. was uh, what was some of the, the music that saved you this year, 2020? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, 2020, what I mean, you know, I kind of been listening to to the same stuff as I did in 2019. I you know, I I always love Father John Misty. I think uh he released a couple of singles during this whole thing. Uh you know, but I've been listening, you know, his whole catalog, but I kind of always do. I kind of went back through uh Van Halen's whole discography after Eddie Van Halen died. Um which i mean i love i love so much of that so much of that stuff there's some stuff i mean like the last record they made with hagar is pretty bad um <laughs> but you know even the last one they did with roth like in 2012 or 2013 uh is solid you know I, he was just an incredible talent so i listened to all of that and i kind of went back and went through kind of rem's early stuff uh, I went back a lot. I went back through a lot of stuff 
over the past, you know, several months, but I'm always kind of doing that. So, uh, you know, there's been some great singles this year that came out, you know, uh, did yeah. anything come out this year that, that really took you by surprise? Yeah, um, th this year, it's just like, you know, I mean, I kind of always like, you know, uh, anything new from, you know, I think Taylor Swift's great, honestly. So I haven't listened to the new album, but, you know, I have no doubt that it's rad. Yeah. Um, trying to think what came out this year. This year's so weird, you know, that it's like people were releasing records this year. It's kind of wild. Oh, you know what I really did love? Phantom Planet put out a new album this year and uh, I really loved them. And the new album is just as good. They broke up for like 10 years and the new album is just as good as their, their older stuff. So yeah, that Phantom Planet album was really solid. Did you listen to the new Killers? Uh, I haven't really fucked with it. You, which is weird because I really like the Killers, but I really like uh, the first three records quite a bit, and then they kind of fell off. I did like Brandon Flowers' solo record; it's kind of really electronic. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I haven't messed with the New Killers. Uh, yeah, that came I, out this year. Yeah, I love I love everything up to uh, was the the album after Sam's Town, not like the the Rarities yeah. and Sides album, but like Ronald does. The album that had runaways on it yeah it had uh spaceman and uh human yeah uh, and yeah I, I can't remember what the name of the record is but i like that one too yeah i like hot that, fuss and samstown and that one yeah that's that's about samstown is a freaking masterpiece oh i totally agree I, I posted about it a couple weeks ago uh we watched uh, my girlfriend and i watched the uh netflix show where they kind of go behind the the song and they uh -huh. we had we had watched they did one on rem's losing my religion we watched that one and then we watched the killers talking about uh, when you were young and so that like sent me hurling through like a killer's rabbit hole for like a few days where i went back and listened to all their shit and what a great band they were and i mean i still are i imagine but man uh, those first three records are just so good I, I watched that one. I watched the REM one as well. And uh, I want to watch, there's one for where they do Nine Inch Nails Hurt. Have you seen that yeah, one? Yeah, we, we watched that one too. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was good. They're only, Interesting. And they're, they're only like 30 minutes long, right? Yeah, it's called Song Exploder. Yeah, I really like it. It's, I love going behind like the meanings of songs and kind of the thought process of, of behind writing the song and recording it. So I fucking love that. Um, yeah sure. it, it's never anything that you expected it to be huh you're like oh it was about that man right right yeah i mean i had made a, a version of what uh <clears throat> losing my religion was about that was i i wish i wouldn't have overthought it because it's really just a simple like song about desire you know and and really yearning for for the love of uh, uh of somebody and that's such a simple meaning to that song but i had like fucking grandiose it to the nth degree yeah at, at the end of the day yeah at the end of the day the, the song losing my religion is really just about like like kind of like someone leaving you stuck on stupid right like you just lost your religion like like you, right, you right. were composed everything was cool and then you you see this person it just makes you go oh i forgot right. what i was doing yeah right yeah just kind of like that uh kind of almost you know they never really get to like a conclusion on it but it's kind of it's like unrequited you know where 
just really desires this person. And, uh, you know, maybe they kind of notice them, maybe they don't, but, uh, you know, what a great tune, but I mean, REM is one of my all time favorite bands. So I, I am, I am hoping that they, uh, reissue, um, you know, I'm the, I'm the vinyl snob. I fucking, I want everything on vinyl. I am really hoping that they reissue, uh, New Adventures in Hi-Fi on vinyl. Oh yeah, that, that is yeah, such a, that's a good one too. Yeah, and that that's a that's a freaking depressing album. That one will will put me down the rabbit hole, and uh, like, is that, was, does that one have Imitation of Life on it? That one has Ebo the Letter. Um, oh yeah, that's a great tune. Uh, Electrolyte. Um, it it might have that song, but uh, I was telling a friend of mine today that like, when I really love an album. I could have listened to it a thousand times and I couldn't tell you the names of any of the tracks. Right. There's something great about kind of just deeply listening to an album front to back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, I I think that's the way they're, 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 they're supposed to be listened to. um, For the most part. Yeah. Yeah. A a great album, you know, but yeah, I was curious, like, like what, what, what you discovered or rediscovered last year. Um, kind of like, kind of doing like a, like a, like a year, end of year recap type thing, you know? Sure. Yeah. Uh, what about, did you go down the Cobra Kai rabbit hole? Yeah, dude. I watched uh, both. I mean, I'd watched the first season back when it was on YouTube premium. I think they were calling it YouTube red for a minute. Yeah. Uh, I watched it when it came out and then, uh, which I loved it just dumb fun and, you know, really flipping the nostalgia switch hard, you know? Uh, that show takes me back to being a kid watching Karate Kid. It's it's wild how it does it. Uh, and then uh, then I watched the second season when I went to Netflix. Uh, and then I wa- I binged the entire third season the day it came out. So did you? I I did too. I did too. And um, at the end of the day, I I I don't have any complaints about season three, but I think season two is my favorite. Me too. Season two is amazing. And I like season three a lot, actually. I thought it was funnier for sure. <laughs> I thought the script was way punchier. Uh, yeah. had some decent fight scenes. Uh, and the, and the way they, <clears throat> the way they ended it makes you just go like, dude, I want another season now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't want to spoil anything, but I was just like, I need another season immediately. Yeah, yeah, I, I want, I want more, and I want, I want to know like who else are they gonna bring back, like from, from early, you know, from the movie, of course, you know. They brought, um, they brought almost. Uh, will, will they bring anybody back from the Karate Kid Three? You know, <laughs> that's what I'm curious. Will Hillary, what... will Hillary, will, will Hillary Swank end up making an appearance? You know. Yeah, it really depends things. on like how her career's been of late, right? Because like. I mean, if she's if she's still, but right. if she's still, because she's got an Academy Award, you know, that's um, she might not be as easy to get as some, know, other, right. as some of these other actors that uh, were just like, oh, like pick, you know, these other guys. I'm sure they were picking up the phone on the first ring. Um, uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. She she might be a little a little bit harder to to get. Um, but yeah, I loved it. What about uh, the Mandalorian? Dude, I this is terrible. I only watched one episode, uh, and it's not. I love Star Wars and shit. I watched the first episode because it had my homeboy in it, and uh, yeah, uh, and I liked it. I thought it was pretty cool. And then uh, I was just like, I'll get to that in a minute, and I never got to it. So 
Uh, but Alicia and I have been talking about maybe starting it and just kind of binging it. Okay, so it's something you kind of have in your pocket. So it's, it's, it's not right, like, right, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Shout out to, to Alicia Davis, love her. We all love her. She's great. And the love whores. Yeah. Uh, I, re- I, re- I really do love her. Um. <laughs> Legit. Hey, can we, can we yeah, talk about real. that really quick? I mean, you, you can stop me, but what, what I just want to say is that um, Daniel Humbarger was supposed to do my podcast when he was going through all that. And uh, he, he texted me uh-huh. one day and he was like, hey, uh, I, I got to do something. I might not be in the best mood afterwards, so I might, you know, cancel on you. And I was like, I get it. I understand. And he never he never texts me back. And I was like, all right, that's cool. I get it. I, I understand right. where his mind is. And then I listened to uh, your podcast with Danya Humbarger. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to group hug you guys so bad. I was like, oh man. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So funny. I, uh, uh, Alicia and I broke, we're since back together, but we broke up and, uh, the day, uh, the day it happened, like I'm, I need a friend. Right. So I go to Daniel Humbarger, funny, uh, very funny comedian. Also one of my best friends in the world. And so I hit him up and he's like, oh, I'm here for you, dude. I'm, I actually have a date right now uh so uh, after the date's over i'm gonna call you and i was like cool it's that, that sounds great and uh so i'm just bumming out and everything and like 20 minutes later he hits me up and i'm like oh this is way quicker than i thought it was gonna be and he's like dude you'll never guess what happened and i was like oh what and he's like uh i just got dumped and i was like fuck you know i felt like he was still in my thunder you know i was like no man i just got dumped uh so we were dumped together uh, so really, like, it's, a, it's a brotherly thing you know did you guys then like kind of try to one-up each other on the who got dumped harder like I, well i got dumped over the phone i got dumped in person i got dumped in a yeah we actually didn't we were just were both kind of like okay let's just be sad and then uh, uh i think we uh went and got social distance coffee the next day and uh-huh. uh you know and then a couple weeks go by and you know he's He's moving on, and obviously Alicia and I are back together, uh, which is great. Um, so yeah, it was funny, but yeah, uh, it, shit works out. Yeah, that's that's great. It worked out, man. But man, I, I listened to that podcast that day, and I was like, oh god, this is this is rough. My bu- yeah, my yeah. Buddies, my buddies are going funny. through it right now, but uh, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad pretty, that worked out. Pretty funny out. story. Yeah. Oh, me too. Well, speaking of your podcast, I kind of wanted to ask what it was like because, like. Like I started my podcast, right? And and like I, I get hits and, and I and I get some pretty solid guests, you know, but I'm I'm nowhere near sure. uh time in the game as as you've been in the game. So like when I started my podcast, I felt like I was like kind of like taking batting practice and I could I could take some big swings and I and I could afford to make some big mistakes, right? But like when you started right. your podcast, you immediately started with like you've got this, you've already got a huge audience kind of built in and you're also doing it uh-huh. like your, your partner, like you've got a great platform. Like, did right. you feel some extra pressure on that? Uh, I felt pressure to, uh, for the production to be, be good. And the first couple episodes, the production's kind of shitty. Uh, we got it really tuned in now, but those are the kind of things I just think happen with all podcasts. But uh, I didn't want it to sound unprofessional because I got the hard times backing me, you know, as, as their platform. And they're like, they've been so cool to me and family to me. And, uh, uh, 
uh, so I wanted to do good for him, obviously, uh, especially knowing that I would already have kind of an audience built in. Uh, but more than anything, you know, they give me complete autonomy. Uh, I can host it how I want, say what I want, uh, you know, f- within reason, obviously. But uh, right. you know, it's got a creative. It's creatively, it's pretty much my own thing. And they have uh, very little input on it, uh, if any. And so it's cool. So I know that like, uh, I will try to do a great job for them. And the podcast, you know, has been great. And for the most part, the, uh, the content's been good too. You know, some episodes are definitely better than others, but I think that's just like when I'm comfortable with somebody it flows a little bit better. And when I'm just kind of, uh, don't know the person I've got, I've got some great guests, you know, uh, when I don't know the person as well, it's not as uh, it's not as seamless. So it's kind of learning to be like, no, I got to like, you know, uh, take special uh, you know, care of certain guests. So uh, the conversation flows more naturally. And so it pushes me as like a presenter and an interviewer to try to do a better job. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, yeah, no added pressure. I just wanted to do good. But even if I was putting it out by myself, I'd still want to, want to do good anyway so uh and i've had i've had a podcast before mm-hmm. where i didn't have a platform and i didn't have a built-in audience and uh you know i always try to do well on those too they never did well but i i i tried to 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 make it a good product so yeah i i think it uh, ultimately it, it comes back to us of like um you know if 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 one person listen if a thousand persons listen like at the end of the day, like I, I need to be, I need to be happy with the, with the, the quality of work I put out, and that I helped uh, my, my guest, like give them a platform to, to communicate right. what they wanted to talk about, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I, I like your podcast. I've listened to a bunch of episodes. Uh, you know, I've been on it once before. Yeah. Uh, you know, my girlfriend's been on it a couple of times. Uh, mm-hmm. So. And then just friends and then people I find interesting. And then some people that I have, I've never even heard of before, you know, and uh, like Sacramento made people and stuff. So it's been a, it, it's a cool show. And I, I know a lot of people here in this local scene really, really like it too. Oh man, dude, that, that just makes that, that that's like the best thing I've heard all year. Oh, oh and good. I, had to do, I mean, it's I pretty short one, year so far, but yeah, uh, I had to do one of those cheesy jokes. <laughs> 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 I had, I had, I had to do it. Do you think you would have still done the podcast this year had it not been for the pandemic? Uh, probably not. Uh, I didn't really have a desire to have a podcast uh, again. Um, but I was just, you know, I'm used to doing five shows a week. Right. And and when I, I went to having, you know, maybe a couple of shows a month and those shows were weird, you know, with uh, social distancing and outside and all this other shit that comes along with the, you know, having a global pandemic and trying to be like a professional entertainer during it. Uh, and most cases, the money was worse than it ever has been because they have less of a, of, of a gate. And it's just like, I need to do something else uh, to try to get some creativity out there. And yeah. uh, so I pitched it. I had an idea uh, to make a podcast that was basically about like uh fringe pop culture you know whether it be professional wrestling or uh the satanic temple or you know fucking cult leaders comics anything that's kind of on the uh uh fringy subculture of uh 
you know, pop culture. I wanted to do so i pitched it to the hard times and they fucking dug it and the rest is history you know i've mm-hmm. been doing it for four months now and you know i've got 15 episodes out so are you getting one episode in a week is that the, the schedule yeah. you're trying to keep yeah weekly uh uh-huh. you know with a couple of exceptions but yeah, for the most part weekly never more than two weeks between an app yeah yeah I'm, I'm trying to keep up the same schedule and uh i i kind of i missed a week a couple of weeks ago uh when I was like in transition between like I, I I'm visiting my mom in, in Bakersfield and uh I I just that week was just wore me out and I didn't I didn't get anything done that week. I I felt bad for a minute, but I was like, oh well, you know, I I had to take care of myself. You know, I couldn't I yeah, was just dude. burned out. Shit happens. Yeah, I had a, a week, I skipped a week, the week I uh of the breakup. I was just like, I don't have time to deal with this. I need to cry. Uh-huh. Uh but then I was back on schedule. So uh-huh. did you listen to REM that week? Did I listen to you don't even want to know the dark <laughs> rabbit hole I went through. You know what I listened to a lot? I listened to a ton of Amy Winehouse. And Ooh. uh yeah, hey, that back to that back to black album. Oh my god, dude. I, I remember this is a funny story. Uh I posted uh Love is a losing game to Facebook, you know, the ultimate like sad breakup song. And uh uh-huh. people people just start texting me. They're like, you're posting Amy Winehouse. What's wrong? So funny. Yeah. Be- Be- yeah. Shout out to Becky Lynch. She texted me that actually. Oh man. That's yeah. Be- like, knew, Becky- knew something was up. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't also, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to like, I don't know if I'm going to cry on your shoulder. Or I'm going to just like, I'm coming to you for advice right now. Um, I don't even feel like an open micer anymore. I don't, I don't feel like I never was comfortable calling myself a comic. I was comfortable calling myself an open micer. Um, I don't even feel like that anymore. Like I was like, look at my old notebooks. Like, did, it, did it really happen? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like I feel that like when it opens back up, like I'm going to start from absolute zero again. And that, the momentum and the timing and the whatever I had, like, I feel like it's all gone. Um, have you heard from any of well, like, you're going to be rusty. We're all feel rusty. I mean, it's, and we're going to be, we're, I mean, when stuff gets back to a semblance of normal, I don't even, it's never going to be really normal, at least not in the, in the near future. But when stuff opens up with more of a limited capacity, but like an expanded limited capacity, which hopefully be sometime this summer, I imagine, uh, you know, we're all going to be rusty. And a lot of people uh, will start that we're like, I wanted to start stand up and then the pandemic happened. I need to do it. You know, there's going to be a lot of those people that are brand new that are going to try starting it. And then uh, a lot of people that were doing it before this won't come back. And, uh, and then there'll be people that, you know, are committed to, to at least, you know, doing it. And, and if you want to do it as like a hobby, that's fucking cool too. You know, I, I'm not judging anybody on, on what standup means to them. Uh, but you know, people that really love it are going to keep, keep going. And, uh, we'll all probably be pretty shitty the first you know month or so. Although I had some shows and I was fine. You know, it's like riding a bike. I I, did, I hadn't performed in three months and I did a show, went really well. And then I did another show a couple of weeks later and it was fine. And uh, I did both weekends when the punchline opened. 
briefly and uh that was super fun and you know you're not as rusty as you think you're gonna be i was listening to greg fitzsimmons podcast the other day and he was announcing dates and he said sacramento punchline in in, in march that's probably not gonna happen then well you know they I, so? I have a yeah they're not gonna be open by march man yeah. that's that sucks i, I, I mean like- I, I have no insider information but i would be fucking shocked if they were open in march because that's already like that's so close and like soon yeah that's super soon soon. and they're like nowhere they're they're moving so slow with the vaccines you know oh yeah dude it's there's no way yeah they're they're moving super slow with the vaccines that like it just it just seems like the the timeline just keeps it feels like it just keeps getting pushed further and further back and and i would say middle of summer would probably be at best and I would say end of 2021 at worst, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I could, I mean, I can't imagine another year of this, but. No, no, because like, like we're not waiting on the vaccine anymore. Like, like we know it, it's there. It's you there. Know? Yeah. It's here. They're, but... they're going to make more, you know, but it's getting it fucking in people's arms. It seems to be the problem. Yeah. They just, they, they just don't have the, the, the bandwidth as they say, you know, to, yeah. to do that, to do the work that, that quickly. I don't know. How, how have you been, how have you been keeping sharp? Are you, are you writing every day or, or are you, what are you doing? No. I, and, and I never have written every day. You know, I, I'm not that uh, disciplined, you know, I'll have bursts, you know, of creativity where I'll write, uh, you know, a bunch of stuff in a short amount of time and then go weeks and weeks without, you know, I might fine tune some shit that I, that I worked on when I had that creative burst. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I'll go a couple of weeks. I'm just not, it's just not my process. You know, uh, the muse doesn't, you know, I'm not going to waste my time waiting for the muse, you know, and really trying to force it to happen. I need, I just live my life and shit will happen and it'll inspire something or I'll remember something that inspires maybe something that could be turned into a bit. And, you know, when the windows open and the muse flies in, you know, I just try to grab onto the ankles before it exits, you know, <laughs> then get drugged along for the ride. I just don't want it. To, yeah. I don't want it to. Yeah. I don't want to, I'm trying to keep, keep it in the room, you know? And, uh, but sometimes, it'll come in and I'll be like, I should really do something with that. And then it'll fly through and I'm hadn't got off my bed, you know? So uh, I just say when you're inspired, when I'm inspired, I like to put something together, but if I'm not inspired, I'm not going to force it. That's just Mm -hmm. how I am. Did you have another live album in the can right before this all happened? Yeah, it's, it's, it is in the can. Um, I did three shows. Uh, I was going through a rough period of my life uh, when I recorded these. Uh, The album is very funny and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, but it's very drunk. Uh, It's, I was very drunk for all the shows. And uh, so it comes off like a really good live show, but it's not nearly as tight as my first two records. And Mm -hmm. uh, so it's been a challenge really kind of picking and choosing what I want to stay on the album because I, I did different material at all three shows. So there's a lot of paring down and uh, I just don't know what to leave. And part of me, the first show I liked a lot and part of me wants to just put it there unedited and just be like, okay, that was the show, you know, and a joke bombed. And that's, I just want to leave it in as part of it, you know? 
Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, you know, uh, uh, right now I'm, uh, I'm bad about communicating with the label about it. Uh, they're probably very upset with me actually. Uh, but I, you know, it's been a weird year. I've, I haven't been able to prioritize getting it done. That's on me. But, uh, I imagine when I get my shit together, you'll see that album in short order. So. Right on, right on. When you did Bumming with the Devil, how many shows was that recorded? Was that just one show or was that just one? Shows? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I had to nail it. I only had one chance. Uh, uh-huh. So, yeah, that's one show. And a couple, I had a bit, I had a bit in the middle there that I think we took out for time. The joke was good. And it was just the, it was already an hour and three minutes. So mm-hmm. I wanted it to be close to an hour and not an hour and eight minutes. So <clears throat> I don't think anybody wants to do anything for an hour and eight minutes, honestly. And yeah. uh, when I'm listening to a comedy album or when I see a special, I want it to be 50 minutes. I want it to be tight. And then I want to move on with my life. You know what I mean? Uh, so I want the first, both Tangled and Bombing are both an hour exactly, uh, pretty much, uh, because I wanted it to be like that. And then uh, this new one, uh, will be about 50 minutes mm-hmm. that's cool when when the pandemic gets go- when the pandemic lets up and we kind of get back to our normal life do you think you're going to keep the podcast up oh yeah for sure i mean i'll do it i'll probably do it until they want don't want me to do it anymore you know uh-huh. if that ever happens but uh if nothing else, i think i'm getting better at it and uh i'm getting better guests now and so it's cool yeah do you, I, what I really like about, about doing it this way is that um, I seem to be so limited before as to like who my guests could be. Like it needed to be somebody who was willing to drive over like on a Saturday morning, you know? Right. And uh, it seems like, like that, like that model of the podcast is out the window. Like, I don't, I mean, I'm sure like in the future, I'll still have the occasional guest that would come over just because like, Oh, I'm on the same side of town or let me just come over there. But I don't, I don't want to go back to that model anymore. Like I, I enjoy just being able to, to set up, you know? Right. And you can talk to whoever you want, really. Yeah. Just yeah, willing, you, talk, you know, you talk to anybody like where, yeah. That, and it's, I think it, it just, it just opens it up so much more and, uh, and I'm down for it. Are you, are you putting your, your uh, podcast up on YouTube also, or is it just audio at this point? I have not. Uh, I haven't done video yet, and uh, I know that it's probably a good idea to put it, you know, more places the better, but yeah, I haven't done it yet. Mm-hmm. It Not ruling it out, though. Okay, yeah, I I started doing that, and it, like, it takes so much time to edit it. Like, I really, um, right. I really, like, um, one, of the, one of my, like, uh, one of my podcasting uh, helpers this whole time has been Robert Amoto. Um, I've emailed him, uh, several times, like asking him for advice on like, should I try this? Should I try this? And when I see like the work he does on his like one minute preview clips and I like huh. ask him like, like, how, man, that's a lot of work that he's putting into that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. His looks really cool. Like how he does the little preview clip and stuff. And, uh, yeah, his podcast is cool. I've listened to a few episodes. It's yeah, fun. I like listening, you know, the thing with, uh, and I've told him is like, I really like his podcast when he has veteran comics on there and they like, 
kind of like trade stories about like how they learned this and how they learned that versus when he's right. just got a friend on there and they're kind of like sometimes when ellis is on with him like it's just like man it's just like it's like comedy 101 you know and like uh, i just like want to write sure. all that stuff down but sometimes when he's got ellis on they're just like oh remember this one night and like it's really just two dudes talking about like you know <laughs> right. what a it's a facetime conversation that you're just <laughs> listening in on. It, it really is yeah um man what did you what did you end up doing so new year's eve you just kicked it old school huh everyone just kind of just stayed home yeah we stayed in and uh and uh just rung in the new year and we stayed up till midnight which was good you know especially as an older person uh i was worried i was tired around 10 and i was like i don't know maybe i'll uh, and then we, we, you know, we watched a little bit of fucking uh, New Year's Rock and Eve. And then we watched some Anderson Cooper, kicked back. We saw an awkward interview with Mariah Carey. That was fun. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, yeah, just kept, kept it uh, very small. I heard the Anderson Cooper stuff was, was pretty good. I heard he was pretty smashed. Yeah, that, they were, he, it was him and Andy Cohen, that dude from Bravo. Uh, uh-huh. And uh yeah, dude, they were like the party. Party light was on. They were definitely like letting the good times roll. Uh, so that was entertaining. They were definitely both. You could tell feeling feeling fine. Man, that yeah, it's been a it's been such a crazy year, and it was just like, I like you get. I felt like this like oh, the year's over, but we're still like in the same shithole we were in like ten days ago, you know. And that's that's kind of like the a- same, yeah. It's the same for sure. Like uh, it was cool to like celebrate and every, the connotation, even if 2021 is awful, the connotation of 2020 uh, will always bring amongst people. Like, you know, 10 years from now when someone's like, man, 2020, I'll just be like, yes, that's the one. That's the worst fucking year ever like universally the worst fucking year and uh even if 2021's bad it was good to kind of put 2020 to bed uh yeah i i don't th- i don't think we could surpass um like how bad 2020 was um no. it would take a herculean effort yeah because like even like we weren't we did put like we were able to elect a new president you know we were like scientists were able to come up with the vaccine. So right. um, at, at least we, we have that to look forward to, but I don't know, Johnny, <laughs> I'm still scared. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. 20. I mean, we're, there's some challenges ahead. I mean, Trump still technically hasn't gone anywhere. He's still uh, ever present, almost omnipresent. Uh, and, you know, We'll see what happens over the next couple of days. I know senators are uh, planning on objecting to some of the uh, electors. And, uh, you know, the the first month or so, I mean, honestly, the first several months of this year uh, are probably going to be pretty challenging. I mean, Uh people are dying at still a huge rate. Uh, Trump doesn't want to leave. You know, Biden's not exactly lighting the world on fire with some of his cabinet choices uh you know it's uh it's going to be challenging year but the key is getting 
the vaccine in people, opening up uh, businesses again. Uh, and, you know, people are going to be ready to let loose once uh, we're, we're allowed to really live again. Uh, Man, I cannot, and it's a good I, thing. I mean, I, I, I can't wait, dude. I mean, I yeah. can't wait. But until I, then, we got to be smart, mask up, social distance. You know, it, it's so important, you know, wash your hands, uh, get vaccinated when you can, you know. Yeah. Don't go to a fucking party with 30 people maskless and just be or like 600, Ooh. you know, yeah. that's all the Granite Bay party and all those fucking knobs are, you know, out there just going to go out to the world and just infect the fucking entire city. It's just nonsense, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with, with my little social distancing, uh, little world bubble that I've been living in the last fuck, 10 months, 11. I don't even know how long anymore, you know? 11 months and it's just it's like man we gotta gotta fucking gotta be okay you know gotta, hey, we'll, i mean there's a lot at the end of the tunnel you know yeah do you ever uh because um one of the things that i did to like work on my mental health this year is um i freaking i deleted snapchat and i deleted twitter um what how much longer do you think twitter's gonna hang in there like is it will will twitter ever go away it's just like it doesn't even it, seem i like, think it will it, it doesn't even seem yeah, real. I, yeah i mean it's it is it's wild it's definitely it here's what i love about twitter is that it's still kind of the wild west you know they don't filter anything really that you know there's certain things death threats stuff like that uh but you know, it's you're fucking out there as a gunslinger. I remember when I didn't have that many followers, uh, it was like screaming into the void. You know, I had like 500 followers and nobody, you know, you put your thoughts out there. Nobody even looks at them. Nobody, barely anybody likes them and no, definitely nobody retweets them. So you're, you're not really, you know, not making much impact, you know. And then I remember I had. I got like 10,000 followers. I started uh, getting more followers. Uh, and then it was like fun, you know, it was, you know, it was, it was cool. You know, I was starting to get a little more like action and stuff. And then comedy central's at midnight had the hashtag hashtag wars. And uh, I started participating in those. And then comedy central named me, you know, one of the top 10 funniest people on the internet for at midnight. And then uh, I, you know, I was in the top 10 of their points to me. And then I had 150,000 followers. And then you're just like, everything you say pisses somebody off, you know? Yeah. And, and they will let you know, you know, it's uh, so most of the time I still think it's fun. And, uh, and I get a great uh, amount of news from Twitter where I'll see something break on Twitter before I hear it anywhere else. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it also comes with, you know, people getting mad and people get, you know, I remember back in the 2016 election, Breitbart, you know, put me as, you know, one of the most, you know, 10 dangerous liberals on, on Twitter. Yeah. And uh, so I got a bunch of death threats and like 2016 was crazy. Uh and I don't get that much anymore, but I still get people. I'll I'll piss a random D-list celebrity, and it'll become a whole thing for a night. But uh, you know, 
I think Twitter is probably in it for the long haul. Facebook, I don't know. Instagram and Facebook kind of uh, being being owned by Facebook. Uh, Facebook seems like they could face serious legal problems at some point. So I, I don't know about them, but I, I, I think, think Twitter might stick around. I think I think they'll break up Facebook. I think they'll they'll make Facebook like be like like it's it it wields too much power and and they own Instagram. You know. Um, I, I, mm. I don't know. Not that I'm for that kind of regulation, but fuck Johnny, everybody doesn't need a voice. <laughs> like there's some people we don't need to hear right. from. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I see it every day and I'm on, uh, mostly on Twitter and on Facebook. Honestly, I probably, I'm probably disappointed more in people that I see posting on Facebook sometimes. Cause a lot of times I know the people and, uh, it bumps me out when they have such shitty opinions on things. And uh, yeah, you know, these people I've known for years where I'm just like, man, really? Are you that fucking dumb? Like, really? You're that dumb and you have no problem like showing how dumb you are to your friends and family. Uh huh. So yeah, I don't know. Facebook, if any of them bum me out, Facebook does. Yeah. I, I I'm happiest right now with Instagram. Um, I I tried to I tried to to quit Facebook, but I I, I came back. I came back to it. Uh, <laughs> I can't quit you, Facebook. I, I couldn't quit her, man. Uh, uh, I lasted a few days, maybe a week. I don't know, but yeah. Uh, I really I really like Instagram, and I I'm done I'm done with Twitter, but. Every once in a while, like you said, there'll be a news story that's breaking and it's just so new that the only place you're going to get an update is is Twitter. Yeah, dude, honestly, like, and Twitter's been around for so long. I remember the first place I ever read about, uh, uh, like, when Michael Jackson died. I was going to bring I, that up. I think, yeah. like, I saw it on Twitter. That was, like, mm -hmm. the first place I saw it. And Twitter was still pretty new at the time. And uh, I was like, wow, this is like, I got this instantly. Like this just like the coroner just like put the tag on and somebody's tweeting about it, you know? And uh, so many things since then where you know, anything that, that Trump's up to, I'll read it first on Twitter, you know? And as a sports fan, if like somebody got traded, I'll see it on Twitter, you know, before I see it anywhere else. Oh shit! Let's talk about sports really quick. And yes, um, I, like, I like those. I'm not saying I'm afraid of them, but I'm saying uh, we better watch our back with the Padres. Oh yeah, Padres are getting stronger for sure. Uh, you know the Dodgers. I think last year's Dodgers team is one of the best teams in history, which is it's such a bummer uh, because it's in that weird season it you know, it'll always be the weird shortened season and the DH and all the shit, but man, that Dodgers team was pretty fucking good. It, it was when um, I knew like every time they brought freaking Jensen in, I, I was nervous as fuck, you know? Oh yeah. And, uh, it's not the and same as he was. Yeah. And we'd been, we'd been so, we'd been so close so many times that like, I never wanted to let myself believe that this was the one, right. This, this is, we're going to do it. Right. But I'm telling you, Johnny, when I saw Urias warming up and I saw that look he had in his eyes, like I said to myself, we got it. That kid's got it. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's so good. 
And it's so cool that finally he's healthy and had such a great season, such a great postseason run. And, uh, you know, in, in my heart, the Dodgers should have won two of them, you know. Uh, they got fucked by the Astros, you know. Yeah. Uh, went seven games with a team that is part of the, in my opinion, the greatest cheating scandal in, in modern history. So, yeah, yeah. The Red Sox were fucking tough. Like, they're really good. Yeah. 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 Have, have you ever seen the movie Friday Night Lights? The, the oh, movie? yeah. The high school football movie. Yeah. 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 So there's a scene in there where, like, uh, when, uh, when they're playing Dallas Carter and the coach is asking Ivory Christensen, like, What's it like in there? And Ivory Christian says, they big, they fast, they dirty. That's that's exactly what I would think every time I would start watching the Red Sox when we were playing the Red Sox in that World Series. Like yeah. that's all I, I would think to myself was like, man, they're big, they're fast, they're like they were they had everything, you know? Yeah, yeah. They uh I watched two games of that series uh at the uh, the improv uh in the bar in la and uh they lost both games and i just remember like watching them you know lose the last game i think they lost in five did they lose in five i think they lost in five they lost in five but yeah and it was everybody was just so fucking bummed out like being in la for it was like extra bummer they they really lost they lost it in game three when Puig put us ahead. Like Puig yeah. hit a home run and put us up by like three or four, like in the fifth inning. And then we lost that lead in the seventh inning. Like that was, that was it, man. Yeah. That was, like there wasn't, there wasn't any, there wasn't any coming back from that, you know? Yeah. It's such a bummer, but Hey, we got one and you can say, put an asterisk on it or not, whatever. We're the world champs. Everybody else played too. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think. I mean, yeah, I guess they'll, I guess they will put an asterisk on it, but like, I, I don't, I don't see it as an asterisk. In my what, heart, it's not. Dude, what? I, I'm a huge fan of the DH in the National League. What, how do you feel about that? I mean, uh, I don't give a shit. It's like part of me used to be very like I'm a traditionalist. I'm like, no, the designated hitters an AL thing. The pitchers hit in the in the NL, but. Uh, you know, dude, we've had 400,000 people die in this country from a fucking terrible disease. I don't give a shit if they want to use the DH in baseball. Who gives a fuck? Get over it. Yeah, I, I like it. and I, I, hope it, I hope it sticks around, man. But Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it definitely, like, it's cool that you no longer have, you know, two on and, and two outs, and then you have fucking, you know, walker bueller up to bat and you're just like well i guess we're fucked you know what i mean or like whatever uh so i mean i like it from that aspect where it's just like oh well aj pollock's a lot better than whatever pitcher would be pitching tonight yeah yeah definitely definitely what's uh what's what's coming up in the in the future on your podcast you got any you got any guests uh that that you got any any gem guests up your sleeve or anything you want to reveal yeah i don't know when this is going to come out but uh, this Wednesday, we got uh, Lucien Greaves, the co-founder of the Satanic Temple. Had a super fun chat with him. He's very smart, very nice guy, very funny. And uh, so that's a cool talk. I got Brian Zane from uh, the YouTube channel Wrestling with Regret. He's kind of a pro wrestling uh, uh, commentator, insider, has a big following on YouTube. Uh, 
we have that coming up and uh my friend sarah benincasa uh author comedian we got lauren levine the uh editor-in-chief of hard noise which is a, a hard times uh subsidy um eric bischoff wcw's old president's gonna be on we just had mickey avalon brian possein will be on it so yeah we got a lot of cool people on man that is a huge list of guests huh? How far in advance do you have them booked? And are you just constantly reaching out to folks and just waiting to hear back from them? Are you doing yeah. it? Or are they helping you? I'm book, I've am i booked everybody so far. And mostly I'm just calling in favors, you know, with people that are friends of mine. So, mm -hmm. uh, and I've had a couple that weren't, but, you know, at some point I'm going to run out of favors and, you know, famous people that are homies with me. Uh and have to like reach out but hopefully i've still got several months before before that that's awesome that's awesome johnny hey man thanks for coming on today i, I really appreciate it it's, it's just good to see you too man like um, oh it's good to see you yeah uh i'll be back in town soon man and we could we could do some social distance coffee in the backyard hopefully but sounds I'm, good like uh I, i'm down for playing by these rules man I, i'm i i freaking i i miss going up and, and getting on you know doing open mics so much but i don't miss it enough to fucking worry about you know dying over it or, or getting somebody killed over it you know right yeah uh I, you know just be safe and there's a light at the end of the tunnel hold on man it's been 10 months maybe it'll be a couple more you know but until then like just take care of yourself take care of each other and uh, you know, when you go out without a mask and when you don't social distance, uh, it's not that you're, you know, I, I get it. Like maybe the person doesn't care uh, if they get sick or if they don't care if, uh, but you think about other people, you know, and think about you giving it to somebody that doesn't throw, show any symptoms and then they go out, they don't even know they have it and they infect a bunch of people. And then one of those people has a really bad pre-existing condition and, they die you know it's just like you got we really got to think outside of ourselves a little bit here so yeah uh not to be preachy but just don't be fucking no, stupid no. Like, you know i i really hate that like i've that like death has just become like a number like that like i read and right. i'm like oh shoot oh good only only 300 deaths in california say that's not bad you know and i'm like right right fucking said that you know that like still it's like three yeah, those, those are people you know yeah yeah so um all right man johnny like again i really appreciate you coming on and uh i hope i can i can see you soon and and, and i hope we we can put this all behind us man thanks for thanks yeah, for all the pictures man we really appreciate oh, of course it. man thanks uh thanks for having me good to see all you right. thanks johnny take care